and a thousand. She might be loved, but Every troubled mind right now, I believe right now, every troubled mind, oh God, right now, is being restored, oh God. Oh Father God, every thought, oh God, right now, is being turned around, oh God, in your presence right now. Every heartache, oh Father God, right now, you're renewing, oh God, you're renewing right now. You're healing, oh God, in the innermost, oh God. You're filling us with your goodness. You're filling us with your healing power, oh God, right now. You're doing it, oh God. You're doing every negativity right now. We cancel in the name of Jesus. Every spirit right now that's not of you, Father, we declare it removed. We declare that, Father God, we are the head and not the tail, oh Father God. That you called us, oh God, a higher, a higher people, oh God. You call us a royal priesthood, oh God, a peculiar people. And therefore, God, as we stand, oh God, we stand in your presence. We know who we are and whose we are. We declare right now that we stand in victory, oh God. That the devil is a liar. The devil has no control of our bodies, our minds, our homes, our families workplaces, our schools, our jobs, our city, our nation, our country, our world right now, oh God. We cast out every hiding and exhaust itself, oh God. Every imagination right now, oh God. Every work of the enemy, oh God. Right now we cancel.
the teachings of this word, oh God. Every carnal thing right now. But Father God will be led by the Spirit, oh God. online or you hear in the house of God don't worry about the person next to you God has given you a plan and a mandate right now for your life you just gotta latch on right now oh, you are greater than you think right now oh God oh God name of Jesus hallelujah there's power in the name of Jesus oh and at the sound of the name of Jesus demons flee sickness dies chains break right now healing takes place right now the miracles happen right now there's freedom in the name of Jesus you are restored you are renewed you are redeemed you are revived you are alive you are the son right now
of God. Thank you, God, for you speak even in the slowness. You speak even in the stillness. Thank you that you are still speaking, Lord. You're a speaking God. The first characteristic of you that we are introduced to in the scriptures, it says, and God said, Speak again, Lord. Speak in the season of our lives. Speak in the season of this church. Speak to us, Lord. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear your voice. We honor you, Lord. to us, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We praise you. We give you all the glory for you are worthy, Lord. We say, Lord, have your way in this place and in our lives. And so, Lord, this evening, even as we sit around your word, we believe that the entrance of your word brings light and life. So speak to us, Lord. We thank you for your servant, 
Bishop Ricardo Thomas. Thank you for his faithfulness. Thank you for his willingness to serve. And even, O oh God, to dispense grace to us tonight. And so even as he shares the word of God, Lord, speak through him. Speak through him. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. It's good to see all of you here tonight. Thanks to the worship team. Amen. I'm going to hand over to Bishop Thomas and he's going to share. Come in your own way, sir. At this time, I just say amen because I stand in agreement of everything that has gone forth. So often in our services, we get caught up on protocol and what comes first and what's supposed to come next. And Holy Spirit has already set the mandate for tonight. There are different times in the Bible when people were gathered together. They were wondering about direction, wondering about decisions that had to be made. And it says, and the spirit of the Lord came upon such and such. And then they became, they began to proclaim the word of the Lord. This is a prophetic house. And all of you are prophetic people. And you have to realize who you are and realize your identity. You are prophetic because your leader is prophetic. He operates in the gift of the prophetic. He teaches in the gift of the prophetic. And as Paul says, those that serve with me, those that serve me, they are partakers of my grace. You are partakers of the grace and the anointing that is on the man of God. And God is about to stretch you to a whole different realm. You know, sometimes when, when children grow up, they take these baby steps, but before you know it, they're not crawling anymore, they're walking. And you say, what happened? When, when, when did this come about? I want you to know here at Potter's House, this is what I see in my absence in three years. This ministry has grown tremendously by leaps and bounds. Your spirituality has grown. It, in spite of COVID and everything, you as a people, my God, I'm so proud of you. You have reached a whole new level in ministry. And it's time to just bust out and go forward. And what the Lord showed me is that I want you to just touch hands with someone next to you. And I want y'all to sing softly. And I want y'all to, before you even sing, I want you to speak into each other's lives. I want you to grab somebody and speak into their lives. I want this to be commonplace into all of you as a congregation because God is going to bring people into your company and he's going to give you a word and you're going to have to speak that word. And like he said, Jeremiah, don't be afraid of their faces. You have to speak what God has given you because that person's freedom that, that, that person's next step is dependent on the word that you're about to speak into their life. I don't care how familiar you might be with them on, on a personal level, if it's your mom, your daughter, whatever. But I'm talking about the spirit that's in you. Talking to what's inside of them. To move them from one place to another place. And right now, we can't miss this moment. So let's stand to our feet. Look one another in the eye. We're getting rid of all apprehensions, all fears, all anything that may hinder you from, from stretching out and going forward. I don't care how long you've been here. 
if you're new here to the ministry, but a lot of you, you know each other, you've been knowing each other for years, begin to speak. And remember that it's not you speaking, it's you just speaking out what Holy Spirit is saying to you. But there are things that God wants you to say to someone that is next to you. Begin to speak. Begin to speak. And the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you, minstrels, you're going to break down barriers. People can just can't get to God. There's something that's stopping them, but you're going to just bust it wide open and just usher them right on in. Because you know how to worship God. You worship God from the purity of your heart. And because of that, people are going to follow your lead and what you sing. And they're going to fall on their faces right in the presence of God and get what God wants for them. Y'all on the right track. Father, these are your Levites. I speak blessings over their lives. Lord, I ask that you give them more sensitivity, even more than what they have already, that they will hear from you, that they will feel your heartbeat, that they will feel your embrace, not just in the stillness of the night, but in the midst of chaos. You will bring them a sense of calmness, that they will show people the light, and they will show people the way out of darkness. Hallelujah. God, as they minister to the people, Lord, I ask that you minister to them. Minister not just to their hearts, but to their minds, to their spirits, to their bodies, to their families. Lord, give them a word in due season. That they will not eat, just sing your words, Lord. But that they will proclaim your words, that they will speak your words. To those that they run into in the grocery stores and in the marketplace and in the workplace and on the street, Lord. They will begin to minister with such magnitude and with such anointing that it will bring about a change in people's lives. God, I pray for this church home right now, God. That the prophetic anointing begins to flow outward in such a way that people will be amazed in how you are using them to make a change and to make a difference not just in other people's lives but they can see the difference in their own lives because they have yielded to you God they have submitted to you Holy Spirit and by submitting to you they are moving forward with confidence they are moving forward with boldness because they know that they are walking in the steps that you have already ordained for them God I just bless your name God I just bless for your name for what you're doing in this place and in your people, Lord. They will be a beacon light in this city and in this nation, God. Hallelujah. Not only will the pastor go forth, the other countries, Lord, but you will raise up people in this congregation that will travel with them and will make a difference in other nations. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Speak the word, people. Begin to speak the word. Speak life. It's life and death in your tongue. Speak life. Speak life. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Whoa. Yes, God. None like you, God. There's none like you, God.
Sometimes change, you could, you could be seated, sometimes change happens rapidly and sometimes it, it takes time. But I want you to know one thing is that whatever situation you may find yourself in, know this, that God is working behind the scenes on your behalf. In Deuteronomy, the... the first chapter when they are about to go into the promised land Moses gathers the children of Israel together in verse 6 and it says the Lord our God spoke to us at her saying you have stayed long enough at this mountain turn and set your journey and go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all their neighbors in Harabah in the hill country and in the lowlands and in Negev and by the sea coast, the land of the Canaanites and Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. See, I have placed the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to them and their descendants after them. just going to speak briefly because God has is spoken. I'm just making a summary of it all. And the subject is I'm not there anymore. The potter's house as people have known you in the past God is going to take you into a whole nother realm, a whole nother dimension. In this, in this passage of scripture Notice where he tells them to go. First of all, he says, the place that you're in, you've been in here long enough. I want you to change your direction. You're on the outskirts right now, but there's more for you. There's more for you. And he doesn't tell them to just go to one place. Listen, this, this is a Bible study. So, so let, us, let us study this Bible. It says, go to the hill country of the Amorites and not just to them it says to all their neighbors and not just to the hill country it says go to the lowlands and then go by the sea coast and then go by the land of the Canaanites and Lebanon and then as far as the great river the river Euphrates so he's not just sending them out to just one place. He's sending them out to a multitude of places. This ministry is on the verge of explosion. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because even right now where you are today, where you were the last time I was here, you aren't there anymore. <laughs> just in spite of COVID, and the upheaval in the world, in spite of the loss, the grief, and everything that has happened, pastors have died, ministries have been lost, we've lost loved ones. But in spite of all of that, the hand of God is still resting upon his people here at Potter's House. And you, it's, it's new ground out there. And that's why... It's so important that the grace that's on your pastor, you have to pull on that grace. When he goes to the prophetic school, you go to the prophetic schools. You go with him. You, you learn how to hone your gifts, your anointing, so that they flow just as freely. And you don't have to be apologetic when the gifts come upon you. I was just explaining to, 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 to Joaz the gift that's on his life. God has given him revelation of things. And, and there are going to be times that you, you are going to have to seek permission to speak. And you have to understand that because of whose house you may be in or things like that there. May I speak to you? Or do you mind if I have a word? Things of like that there. And pastor will teach you all, that, all of, of that. So things are done decently in order. But there are going to be times when Holy Spirit is going to just tell you to speak. And you have to trust him. He will not make a fool out of you. Because he will not make a fool out of himself. And just know you are his instruments. 
You are his workmanship. You are his handiwork. You were made in his image and in his likeness. So he did not design you for failure. If you just lose self and yield and submit self unto God, he's the one that's going to guide you. He's the one that's going to lead you. And people are going to look at you and it's like, there's something different about them. And you're going to tell them, I'm not there anymore. Where I was six months ago, I'm not there. Where I was last week, I was, I'm not there anymore. I have a, so much of a list right here, different instances of people that have they've changed the trajectory of their lives and their ministries. And people looked at them a certain way and, and, and they were able to say, I'm not there anymore. You heard pastor talk about David uh, this past week. He made reference to David, how, how uh, Saul looked at him as the, as the little shepherd boy in his lineage, you know. And David, even his brothers and his dad thought about him the same way. But David said, I'm not there anymore. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not herding sheep anymore. I'm, I'm leading men. I'm not, I'm not there anymore. And, and, and to speak about David, look here. Let, let me just, we've been talking about legacy. Lately, we've been talking about legacy. We talk about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that legacy. But they're not just the father, the son, the grandson. But let's take it to the fourth generation. Let's take it to, to, to the great-grandson. Let's take it to Joseph. Now, Abraham did great things. Isaac did great things. Jacob did great things. But the Lord gave Joseph a gift, a prophecy of insight, the, the same gift that he's given to this ministry. And he did not back down on that gift. He did not apologize for that gift. And you know it took him into the to the well, it took him into prison, it took him into Potiphar's house, and then it took him back to prison. And then the thing about it though is it placed him in a place that when the famine came upon Egypt and, and Pharaoh needed some guidance, it was an ex-prisoner that said, I know a man that has a gift of prophecy. He's locked up now. He said, bring him to me. And so God placed him in a position that he was right next to Pharaoh. He was in the proximity of Pharaoh. And he gives the, the Pharaoh, the king there, a word. Famine is coming. Save up for seven years. Seven years of drought, you're going to have something. And Pharaoh made him second in command. Remember what we talked about? <laughs> he made Joseph second in command over everything. And because of his position, he was able to save all of his kinfolks. And by that, the whole nation of Israel, because they came to him to get food, to get grain. Don't minimize your gift. You don't know where God may take you, where God may place you, and what a difference you may make in somebody's life. And not only just that, but we find... We talked about David, but let's go back to when Moses wanted Joseph and Caleb to go and spy out the land. And they went, well, now when Joshua had them to spy out the land and they, they went and they went to the harlot's house, they went to Rahab's house. And Rahab recognized that they were men of God. There, there are people that don't know you but when you walk into their presence, they're going to recognize the God that's in your life. And she said, will you just spare my family? I'm going to look out for you. God will look out for people to do good for other people. And her life was spared, her and her family. Now here she was, a harlot. But then she ended up getting married. I imagine men came around looking for her and they said, I'm not there anymore. Where's Rahab? She's not here anymore. She's gotten married. Not only did she get married, but she had a son named Salmon. Her son Salmon had a son named Obed. Watch what I'm going here. Let me 
me see. Let, I want to get this right. Let me, I got, I got notes here, okay? Yeah, she had a child. No, she had a child named Solomon who had a child named Boaz. Now, park that to the side right there. Boaz came from out of Rahab, the harlot. Now, let's take us to Ruth and Naomi. Ruth married Naomi's son. Naomi's husband died. All of her sons died in the other sisters go their own way. And Ruth said, and she sends, tries to send Ruth back to her people. And Ruth tells Naomi, your God is my God. And so she ends up going back to Judah, where Naomi is from, the people of Israel. And they're gleaning there in the fields after the harvesters come and reap all the, the wheat and everything. They, they, they are taught to leave a little crumbs so the gleaners will have something and they're out there gleaning and then Naomi realizes that Boaz the same Boaz from Rahab is part of her family so evidently Rahab married a Jew because he's part of Naomi's family and he says he, she says he's taking a liking to you and he gives her instructions and Boaz ends up marrying Naomi. I mean, Ruth. Now look here. Oh, my God. She wasn't there anymore. She's no longer a gleaner. <laughs> She's married to a rich man. She's married to Boaz. So Boaz, who was Rahab's grandson, the prostitute that's not there anymore, Ruth ended up marrying Boaz. Boaz and Ruth has a son named Obed. Obed has a son named Jesse. Jesse has a son named David. <laughs> See, it doesn't matter where you come from. I'm not there anymore. God is taking you to a whole nother realm, a whole nother dimension. From that encounter, out of Ruth, Rahab's loins comes Jesus. <laughs> you don't know the exploits that God has in store for you once you yield the Holy Spirit. Don't think that I'm not good enough. Don't think that because of my status or where I come from, it's going to hold me back. God can use any one of us that he chooses. You know, when they filled up the oil from the widow woman, the widow woman, she, she, she said, go get, go get some more vessels and stuff. It wasn't no more vessels. But yet it was still more oil. God is not going to run out of anointing. He's just looking for some people to pour it on. You have to ask yourself tonight, am I going to be that one? Because this ministry is going. When I come back, it's, it's, it's just going to blow your own minds. Because you core people, you're going to have effect on everyone else. The mindset that you have, you're going to instill it in them. And that's the word that the Lord gave me tonight to just share with you whole different realm where you were before you're not there anymore David became the king what does he have in store for you because he's working behind the scenes on your behalf I wish I could preach that right now but I can't but I have a whole sermon on behind the scenes what God is orchestrating while you on the stage People don't even know what's going on in the behind the curtain. Stuff is getting moved around. Stuff is getting shifted. Costumes are being changed. All of that is taking place. Next thing they know, they, the curtain closes, and when it opens up, it's a whole new scene. 
my God. Lord, I speak blessings over this house. Over the pastor, the pastors, over the leadership, the membership. Lord, continue to anoint and continue to speak to them. Soften up their spirit that their hearing will not just be audible, but they will hear with their spirit, they will hear with their heart what it is that you are speaking to them. I speak a spirit of obedience that they be like Samuel and say, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. They'd be like the prophet and say, here I am, send me. Even if some be like Jeremiah and say, but I'm a youth, tell them it doesn't matter how old or how young you are. Just speak the words that I give you. Lord, let them go forth and speak the word. By declaring the word, Lord, they will set the captives free. They will show people the light and the right direction to go in. And because all of those lives will be changed, they will be gathered up into this ministry. The same way that the men in Adullam gathered up into David. Those that was distressed, those that was dispressed depressed, those that was discontented, those that were in debt. They weren't there anymore. They became warriors. They became battlers for the, for the king, for the kingdom. Lord, let the people here in the potter's house go forth by your mighty word and your anointing to recruit people for the kingdom and let people look in amazement of your handiwork upon this ministry. I thank you for that revelation. I believe it and I stand by it and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.